This is the Malicious Events Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to give you all of the information. I'm very transparent and I really hope you enjoy. This is Melanie and let's get to it. This is a great episode. I'm super happy that you guys are here because I think this is something that relates to everyone, even if you have a business or not. Because as you can see, when you're building rapport with clients, and I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, this is not going to be the information that you probably have heard before. So listen up. And if you're driving, turn, turn it up, crank it up. And if you're not, still crank it. Because I, I got into a conversation with Chris the other day, and it it's something that resonates with me and that I like to conduct business this way, and it is phenomenal, and I love it, and I know not everyone does business the same, but I really like how I do business, personally, just for me. So let's just go through the things that you probably already know, but when you want to, when you have a new client or potential client... You want to build rapport with them, meaning you want to build a relationship. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know what the true definition of rapport is. Why is there a silent T? Thanks, English. But I think it's really just building a relationship. So when first meeting a client, I don't usually jump straight into business unless I know there's a time crunch. Then I'll say, hey, do you mind if we just dive right into it after, you know, the pleasantries of how's your day going? Cool, cool, cool. Um, But if you have a minute or more than that, This is a great time to ask about them. If it's a bride, I'll ask them usually like, how did you meet your your fiance? Or if it's a someone who has a birthday party, like, oh, what have you done in the past? You excited for this birthday? What do you love about birthdays? And just really, it's not just like, hey, what's your favorite vacation, your favorite color? It's more guided so that you still get answers and you can understand more the person they are, but still in the realm of like you're in control because you are the person that they'd be hiring, let's say for events for me. So I keep it kind of event oriented ish. Um, but I still make sure that they know, like I, I just made a new friend. Awesome. Like I love, I love making friends anyway. So it's nice when I make a friend that hires me. So ask all about them and rarely share of yourself. There are some people, and I'm sure we all know those people, I'll call them Susans for right now, but that Susan that they will want to one up all the time. They will, someone will say, oh man, I had the craziest day. Like, let's say it's a client. You get on the phone with them, they go, oh, I'm sorry. I had to push this meeting. I had the craziest day. My kids had this and that going on. I had a flat tire. And then the Susan will speak up and they'll want to say, oh my gosh, yeah, me too. I had a flat tire. And oh, and even this happened. And they kind of one up. And if to me personally, I feel like that's, that's a little, I, I don't feel closer to that person. If I was a client, I wouldn't feel closer to someone who just one-upped me and it almost disvalues what I said and it kind of pushes it off because now that person's more important than the client. So it just puts a bad taste in their mouth. So rarely share of yourself unless they're like, oh my gosh, I got married in April. You go, oh, I love April. I got married in April too. It's a beautiful month. I, I hope that you have such a great experience and I know this happens in April, right? I just shared a little bit about myself, but I still made it more about them than about myself. And I think that is huge when building rapport with a client, especially in the first meeting or first impression with them. And when you get on the phone with them, when even when you email, I took a course in college and it was 
uh, it was like business emails 101. Seriously, it was really like business. We learned all about how to write an email the whole semester. And then we had a couple projects, but there was a section in the textbook that talked about how you space and how you write out business emails. So if one was a, a regret of, oh, I, I regret to inform you, but this is the information that is new and it's bad news. And then there's stuff that's like, hey, here's a memo or an update and how you write that and how you space it. But in all of them, the intention was very clear. And I saw a video and I tried to find it again, but it's some it's some guy, I'm sure we've all heard his name, like Grant Cardone. I don't know if he's the guy who's into sales or a lot, but one of those big, big guys, he was there was a video and it looked like it was after an event and this kid came up to him and said, I'm in sales and I want to get better. And he goes, all right. So when you, when you call someone on the phone, what do you say? And he goes, hello, how are you today? My name is Ryan. I am with this and that and this, and I would like to help you. And I'm calling you because, and he goes, that's a lot of words. They're already going to hang up the second they hear your voice. And he goes, make it short. Say, hello, my name is, I'm calling you because. Because the second some stranger calls you, you want to know why, right? And so this is the same way in communicating with clients to stay precise. You stay on topic. You make sure that they know, really, like you're in control. You have the reins of this meeting and you're able to say, Hi, I'm Melanie. I'm super excited to talk to you. And I'd like to talk to you about the things that we texted about, which is X, Y, and Z. And let's not forget about Q. <laughs> you know, you like I have a notebook and I keep things next to me when I'm talking to people so that I know exactly what we're talking about. And so we don't get too far off topic because, you know, I'm a tangent lady. Now, how I'm going to get into another part. So don't be shy when bringing up money. And we've all heard that phrase or that title of imposter syndrome. And it's basically where... Let's say if I were to sell a service or a product, I feel like I'm almost not worthy to do that because who am I and who's going to pay me because who am I to be doing what I'm doing? And that really sucks because everyone is incredible and with everyone's personality and the, the why of their business and everything, there's definitely no imposter there. You People are going to invest in you and then your product or your service, but they definitely want to trust you and love you. So... Here's what I'll say about don't be shy to bring up money. Um, pretend like you're talking to your mom or like someone in your family or a best friend that you're close with. You're at, with them at this point. You're probably not shy to bring up some things such as, hey, you owe me $5. I bought you that drink the other day, right? You're just straightforward with it. So just like this, be confident and straightforward when you're saying, um, this is what I said the other day. I said, yeah, well, as far as paying me, we could go by hourly. We could go buy the services that you'd like me to do. What I would like to do is maybe kind of take, let me get back to you in the next couple of days. Let me get some emails back from vendors I already reached out to to see what it is without my services. And then let me go ahead and like line item. Let me see, let me take, let allow me to take some time to imagine what this project really looks like going forward. So I know how much I'm putting into it. And then I'd like to tell you uh, my price. I don't think I said exactly like that. I'm definitely paraphrasing, but I said, and to be honest, I know that you're working with a budget and I don't want, I don't want your wedding because it was for a bride. <clears throat> I said, I don't want your wedding to be something that you went way out of your pocket to pay someone for. Like, I want it to work for you. I'm there for you. You're, I'm a service for you. 
and your fiance and your beautiful family and things. So let's work together. Um, and then right as you say that, what I love hearing back and when I know it's a great ideal client is when they say, oh, I really appreciate that. I think it's it means a lot to hear that, but I definitely don't want you to be out of pocket for this. And that's when you know, okay, they definitely will see the value. I've already explained to them value enough that they go, oh, well, even if she cuts us a deal, I definitely want her to still be paid for this. So it's just, it's, it's nice. And it takes some time. It takes some courage. <laughs> and um, let me tell you this one thing. There is the give gain. Uh, what's that called? I don't know. Think of give and gain. You give, 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 and then you gain a crap ton in, in return because you have given so much. So instead of like, oh, I need, a, I need to gain all I can and then I'll give, you start to give and then you gain even more than you could ever imagine. And this goes for maybe people who are religious or anything when they pay tithing or they pay themselves first. People who are the best investors in the world pay themselves first. I, t- I promise you, I guarantee that 2000%. So when you pay yourself first in reward, in money, in um, your experience, in content or whatever, when you give all that you can, you will gain so much in return. Now that's not 100% guaranteed because you know some people will just take advantage of you, unfortunately, but you will learn to pick that up and maybe you'll have some intuition with seeing that or hearing that so that you can uh, divert your ways. (laughs) And Chris sent me an Instagram post the other day and we got in a rather long conversation about it. But he said, okay, I I just jumped on Instagram. It says, it's not just what you do, but it's also the how. Oh, just kidding. That is the very end of it. I can't spoil the end for you. What am I doing? Good night. All right. Why nothing seems to work for you. You think you do everything you should be doing. Posting, being consistent, engaging, beautiful feed, sharing stories, lives, and this is Instagram specific. But you are not growing. Instagram is seriously broken or you are posting instead of serving. Such as, I post twice a day versus I try to serve people every day. You are engaging instead of connecting. Such as, I comment, send DMs, engage in stories and lives versus... I make friends. You are promoting instead of helping, such as my photos, my designs, my case studies, my testimonials, my service versus I help people make better decisions. You're chasing authority instead of likability and credibility, such as I'm the best and I'm the ultimate destination for knowledge versus people like that. I'm making it simple for them. You are just present instead of living and breathing here such as Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, podcast, blog, etc., etc., versus I'm focusing on growing here. It's not just what you do, but it's also the how and the why. So that goes back to, like, what what, what really is the purpose of what you're doing? And I know that this may not under, like, go right alongside with building rapport with clients, but it does. Because if you are so freakishly confident and what you do, and that you were just going to show up, you were going to get so much in return. And it will turn into word of mouth, it will turn into people wanting to help you, if it's financially for free. And it, it just it comes back in ways that you don't even realize. So Chris and I were in a conversation the other day. And we were talking about a, a situation I was recently in. And in 
I, I do feel still a little conflicted, but I mostly agree with this. And this is how I feel. And I think I will always feel this way because so far I felt this way most of the time. And we were specifically talking about, do you, do you get paid for everything like specifically how you want or do, or do you give a discount or give some away so that you gain more in not finances, but you gain more in um, client rapport or in experience or in content or in whatever else is like almost equally as valuable as money because it goes a lot longer. So I wrote this down because Chris in quote said, <clears throat> and he, he, if you, you all know Chris, so he definitely can talk up a storm and it was so incredibly good that, which by the way, let me just tell you, Chris keeps saying like, oh, we need to record a podcast. I want to share stuff on the podcast. So these next two podcasts are going to be so sweet because Chris and I are going to be on the podcast together for our journey. And then I have a special guest coming. She is a florist and a friend and a phenomenal lady. So listen up for the next two. They're going to be phenomenal. But going back to what Chris was saying about a conversation, he goes, um, people will say, or they'll think, I'm going to do the thing that feels so incredible for me to do, but I'll only do it when I get paid. And he goes, that person is abusing themselves. And I'm just going to turn this to you. So you do the thing that feels so incredible, but you'll only do it and you get paid. You're abusing yourself. You're taking your vibrational frequency down to a lower amount. You're slowing the attraction of your wealth. Your brain goes, only when I get paid will I act like this, right? Only when I get paid will I act like I... I know everything and I do everything great and I'm, I'm very happy and I will, I'll, I'll put my foot forward 100%, but only when I get paid. I don't know if that resonates with anyone out there, but if it does, I'd like to talk to you because I think this is a really interesting subject and I think it can be tough. It can be very tough, especially in the beginning of business when you're like, you know, I, I, I'm thirsty for cash because we're a new business or something and I, you know, tough times and whatever, <laughs> but I think... Man, I don't know. I Like I said, I mostly resonate with this. I'm probably like 80-20. 80% I feel this way of like, yes, give the world and gain what you do. And with that, I'm not going to kill myself. Like I'm not going to give all my time to something that's not going to give me any return. Um, sometimes it will be something that's dollar amount because there's not anything that relates to me that I would care for otherwise than just a dollar amount for some projects or services. But if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> building rapport with clients is huge. To build rapport with clients, you have to know your stuff. You've got to understand, like, where do you lie on your service or your product? How do you feel about that? What is your vibrational frequency with that? So with events, I feel so excited. When I think of helping someone with a wedding... I almost, to be honest with you, I would probably do it for free all the time if I really could. I would, the time, so it feels so good to me to go to a wedding and to be a part of it. And granted, every once in a while, there's freaking momzillas and a few bridezillas out there. But those, (laughs) those weddings are few and far between, to be honest with you, especially, I mean, I don't know about everywhere, but in the Utah area, it's not very often. But I love weddings so much that when I go to them, it's like a, it's like a reward to me. I feel like I'm being treated (laughs) when I'm in the background helping with a wedding and it's also beautiful and I get to reminisce about my wedding and my husband and how my mom was a big part of my wedding and 
uh, like and planning it and my family. And it's just it has so many good emotions that it's like if I was ever depressed, let me help you with your wedding. <laughs> you know, so that is how I feel when you're building rapport with your clients. Let's let's do a little quick recap. So when you're first meeting with them, talk about them. Make your intention clear. Communicate very clearly who you are, what you do, and why you were talking to them. Be in control of that conversation. Do not, bring, do not be shy to bring up money. Understand where you lie on the give gain or on your pricing or anything else. Is it set? Do you see value in helping someone out so that they can recommend you for the future? Or wherever you lie with that, wherever you find value. And where is your vibrational frequency with that, with what you're doing? So ladies and gentlemen, that's how you build rapport. Mic drop, Melanie out. Like I said, the next two podcasts are going to be so good. So I'm excited for you to be a part of those. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening.